Sunday. Thank you for the opportunity to, to get together, to, to open your word, to sing songs of praise and, and adoration and to remind ourselves, Lord, on this day, um, yeah, what, what we're supposed to be doing every other day, Lord, to remind ourselves, yeah, just what is really important. Father, I just pray, Jesus, that you would, yeah, just bring um, bring your word to life, bring the scriptures to life, and just pray that you would bless Daryl and speak through him. Lord, thank you for the preparation he's done. Just pray that you would multiply, um, yeah, what he's put in and, and just uh, bless us today and just bless him, Lord, speak through him. Pray this in your name. Amen. Good morning. As if they don't make tables too high anyway. I'll just start by um, reading the passage again. Am I close enough to this mic or not? Hello? Is that better? So it's Matthew chapter 22, verses 15 to 22. Taxes to Caesar, it says uh, in my in my Bible. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity, and that you teach the way of God in accordance with truth. There's strange words coming out of Pharisees' mouths, aren't they, towards Jesus? Never heard that before. And you aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought to him a denarius. And he asked them, Whose portrait is it? Is this? And whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and they went away. I've got a little bit of a title. It says, The Gift of uh, Paying Taxes to ScoMo. Um, life is full of regrets. If I had my time over, over again, there are things that I would change. Many things, and they're things that I wouldn't. And life is also full of paying taxes. I don't think there are too many things that we can do on a daily basis, even moment by moment, where we're not paying a tax somewhere in the in, in the process.
And in life, I think it's a good thing to pay taxes. We need to pay people what they the tax department what they what they're due. But we also need to give to God what He is due. How much is He due? Hundred percent of everything. But often we're too tired to pray, too tired to read, too tired to meditate. I've never actually tried meditating too much, but I've heard it's a good thing to do. Here we have in this passage, we have some people who are dressed up like people who honour God. But they don't even know that they're talking to the Messiah. They don't even know what God actually wants. And in life, I just wonder whether we are so wound up in everything that we are doing that we too have no idea about what he actually wants from us or of us. I've got three points that I want to bring out this morning. The first one is, thanks Dave for the smile, at least you know where I'm going. The first one is between a rock and a hard place. The second one is paying taxes and the third one is give to God what is God's. Fairly self-explanatory, fairly easy. So here we find Jesus straight up being questioned by the Pharisees' disciples, it says in my passage, and the Herodians, they're unlikely allies, allies, however you say that word, I'll get there. They don't normally come together, these two groups of people. I mean, the Pharisees didn't want to be there so much that they didn't go themselves, they sent their disciples along. And look at the words that they're using towards Jesus. What are they saying? That you are, you are a man of integrity. Teacher, they call him straight up. You are a man of integrity. You don't really get, you don't get impressed by people's position. You speak the truth in every situation. Doesn't that smell like trouble? Straight away? I mean, what are the words that they normally use about Jesus? You're an imposter. You are, you are a blasphemer. You are Beelzebub, the, the, the prince of, of, of all demons. Have you, I'm sure you have, had people come up to you who don't normally like you, not that I'm sure everyone likes you, but there would be some people who don't like you for whatever reason. And when they come up to you, they start to use terms like, Oh, you are, you know, you are, they use terms that build you up instead of tearing you down. What is your instant response to that? There's trouble brewing here. They don't like me. They don't think I'm good at anything. Why are they using all these positive terms? And Jesus' answer here is brilliant, isn't it? He doesn't. He sees what is actually coming at him. He knows he's between a rock and a hard place. And his answer shows that he is not here 
you know, play give to Caesar what is Caesar's. He's he's disinterested in the in the whole process. I, I I'm not really here. This is this this question doesn't really interest me because this is not what I'm about. It's not about me trying to release the Jews from the power of the Romans to overthrow them. See, so in these groups of people, you have you have the Pharisees on one hand. They believe that it's actually wrong to pay this tax because if you pay this tax, you are actually supporting you are supporting the the oppressors of the, of the nation at that particular time. But then you have, on the other hand, you have the Herodians, who are also Jews. There's the Jewish zealots who believe in the in the rule of the of the Herods, and they are they are supporting the paying of this tax. And if they don't. If Jesus' answer is no, well, they're going to put him up for, 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 for treason. So here's Jesus. He's between a, a rock and a hard place. He's got, on the one hand, he's got the, the um, Pharisees who believe you shouldn't pay this tax, and if you do pay this tax, you're actually saying that you support the Romans. And then you've got, on the other hand, you've got the, the Herods, the, the Herodians, who were saying that if you don't pay the tax, I'm going to put you up for treason. Have you ever been between a rock and a hard place? Well, you know, whatever answer you say, it's going to be wrong. I felt like that um, two Saturdays ago. I had a, um, a phone call from Shannon, my, my son, and he asked us if we would um, look after the boys for, uh, for the Saturday night Sunday. They wanted to spend a little bit of time together. And, I, and he asked me a few questions. I said, Shannon, yeah, that's fine. We can look after them Saturday, Sunday, but you know we go to church on Sunday and we will be taking the boys along there. And then he's tossing up, well, I can probably come and pick them up on Sunday morning so they don't have to go. And I said, what, you know, what's the problem, Shannon? He said, well, who teaches Sunday school? What do you, what do you teach? And who's in charge? And I felt like I'm walking a bit of a tightrope here. Because, I mean, Shannon, I love the questions, they're brilliant. He's looking after his sons. I mean, not that he hasn't been here. He's sat in a lot of these Sunday school classes himself for years and years and years. And I said, well, Shannon, it's, it's Laura Wilkinson, it's, it's um, Rachel Sellen, you, you, you know them. And who's in charge? Well, it's Mum and I. And, and what do they teach? Well, they teach Bible stories. I said, what's, what's the problem, Shem? And he said, I don't want anybody putting undue pressure on my boys to make a decision about whether they believe in God or not, or Jesus. He said, if, if they ever come to a point where they're going to make a decision on this, I'd like it to come from their own heart. 100% change. Beautiful. Beautiful. I said, no one will be putting any pressure on your sons. There'll be no water calls in Sunday school for the kids to come up. Paying taxes. I'll just have a quick look at my notes so I don't get too lost. That's what you're writing for, I suppose. There's nothing sure in life than death and taxes, is there? 
And this was an unpopular tax because it was a tax, tax paid to the Romans who were the oppressors. And it was almost seen as if, as I've said earlier, that you were disobeying God if you actually paid this tax. Now Jesus' answer here is profound. It's showing that the Messiah didn't come here to overthrow the Romans. He wasn't interested. He didn't come to free the, the Jews from the oppression of the Romans. It wasn't on his, on his agenda. To pay this tax, you pay the tax. I'm not interested. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. He was here, what he was here for was much bigger, was much different. It's nice to minimise our tax, isn't it? We pay our tax, we just like to minimise it. Or especially when I was in business, I love to minimise my tax. All sorts of ways of doing it. But when it comes down to it, this isn't really on our on our God's agenda. We should pay what we do. Our society wouldn't function if we did, if we all didn't pay our taxes. It pays for our you know it pays for our schools. It pays for our police. It pays for our hospitals. Hopefully one day it'll pay for my pension if and when I ever get there. But it's not a big thing. They were trying to trap him, they were trying to make it a big thing, but he wasn't interested. He wasn't here about over... He wasn't there. The Messiah didn't come to overthrow the Romans. Much bigger things on the agenda. Give to God what is God's. We have two groups of people here. We have the Pharisees and we have the Herodians. There were two groups of people who dressed up as if they were the people who knew how to please God. They knew what he wanted. They had the appearance of giving 100% in every single aspect of their lives. What do we represent in our society? Do we represent the people who claim to know what God wants. In every aspect of our lives, do we, do we give to him what we should? How much of our lives do we give to God? Is it 10%? Like our tithe? Is that it? Or is it 100%? Is it 100% of our time? Is it 100% of our resources? Is it a hundred percent of who we are? Give to God what is God's. He's saying that straight back at the people who claim to give God a hundred percent in their society at the time. And we are those people here. We claim know him, we claim to represent him, we claim to honour him. My um, dad said, uh, said something to me years and years ago which, which stuck in my head. It was just after his father died. He said, you know, now that dad's gone, 
I'm next in line. Death, death has gotten so much closer. And I said to him, Dad, don't be silly. you got 20, 30 years to, to go. Now that Dad's gone, I'm, I'm the next in our line to go. It's gotten that much closer, Death. And I sort of understood a little bit more about that comment after, after my dad died about a year ago. That now I'm next in line. Death all of a sudden seems to be that much closer. And life seems to do that to you a little bit. When, when I think back and I think, oh, I've been doing my trade now for 45 years. How much longer is there to go? I've been married for 38 years. Now everything seems to be in the double digit numbers. And I notice when I work with my son that um, what takes me 10 minutes to do takes him 2 minutes to do. I'm just getting slower. I don't even run with the boys anymore at soccer training. Just getting slower. Just getting slower. But the point is, we've got to give to him 100%. Give to God what is God's will we can. Life is a lot shorter than we think. A lot more fragile than we think. Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God's. I'll just um, close off in a word of prayer. Thank you. Lord, I just want to acknowledge you. And I also want to repent of the many, many times that I haven't given you all that I need to give you and should give you. And I just pray that you challenge each one of us, Lord, about areas of our lives where we're holding back, where we're not letting you in fully. And I just pray that you give us a willingness of heart to hand it over. Thank you for your son. Thank you for his willingness to come and to provide for us what is really important. A way back to your Father. I pray this in your name. Amen.